Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at Green Up Wealth Management. And I'm Brad Tater, Senior Vice President and Wealth Advisor at Green Up. On this podcast, we're going to discuss your options and considerations when trying to maximize your income. And Brad, unless you're Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett, you're probably interested in maximizing your income, no matter what stage of life you're in. That's right, Aaron. Whether you're just starting out in the workforce and you're figuring out how to save and how to contribute to your 401k, or maybe you're sending kids to college and trying to determine how to pay for it and when's the right time to start saving, or maybe it's getting ready for retirement. How do you replace your paycheck? How do you determine how much you actually need? Or possibly you're already in retirement, figuring out, do you have enough income to do what you really want and enjoy? and ultimately not really worry about running out of money. Brad, how do you figure out how much income you really need? Well, the first step is to define what the goal is. Is it a one-time large purchase or expense? For example, are you sending a child to college, maybe saving for that new car or a vacation home? Or are you trying to supplement current income, meaning maybe you're in retirement and you're working part-time, earning employment income, and you're looking to, to bridge the gap between the employment income and your monthly expenses. Or possibly you're trying to replace a paycheck in retirement altogether, meaning you're completely retired and now you're relying on your retirement and investment income solely. As professional wealth advisors at GreenUp, we start with a financial planning process. We figure out your budget, broken out between the essential expenses and your discretionary expenses, We determine the resources you have, and ultimately, we create a plan. We advise clients how to use their resources in the most efficient manner to pay for their expenses. Great, Brad. Well, let's look at some of the different sources of income that we look at as wealth advisors and financial planners. Some of those sources of income we look at are Social Security, pensions, annuities, bonds, dividends, and real estate investments. Brad, let's consider each of these and start with Social Security. With Social Security, Aaron, we have to determine what age is best to start taking Social Security. You can start taking it as early as 62 or as late as 70 years old, or full retirement age, which is the age you receive full benefits. If you were to take it early, your monthly income would be lower, And if you take it later than full retirement age, your monthly income would be higher. Although most qualify for Social Security, for most people, this is income that has to wait until retirement or near retirement. So it's really best to be strategic and plan when to take it. If you can afford it and you live into your 80s or 90s, it's best to defer and get a higher monthly benefit. You get an 8% increase every year you delay Social Security income. Right, Brad. And that 8% increase for every year you delay Social Security past your full retirement age can really add up in terms of the amount of income you receive over your lifetime, especially if you're going to live a really long time. And these days, people really are living longer and longer than previous generations. So, Brad, we started with talking about Social Security, which is specifically retirement income. Another type of retirement income is a pension. 
It's a great point, Aaron. And I think to clarify, a pension is a lifetime income when you retire that's provided by a company you would have worked for. And it's important to note that pensions are disappearing. The responsibility for retirement savings has really shifted over the last couple of years from employer to employee. Where pensions were prevalent in the past, more often now it's a 401k that's offered through a company. Or if you're a city, state, or government employee, it might be a 403b plan. Right, Brad. So pensions are something that are going away, but for those who are lucky enough to have a pension, that's a lifetime income paid out regularly. And for most people, you're going to qualify for Social Security, which is also a lifetime income paid out regularly. Technically, Social Security and pensions are forms of annuities. They're payments made at equal intervals. Insurance companies also offer annuities. Brad, can you give us some insight about how an annuity works with an insurance company? Of course, Aaron. An annuity is a contract between you and the insurance company. You pay either a one-time or potentially a series of premium payments to the insurance company. And in lieu, the insurance company is going to make payments either starting immediately or in the future to you as a steady stream of income. There's many different types of annuities. They can be fixed, variable, or indexed annuities. Thanks, Brad. Okay, so we've talked a lot about three options primarily for retirement income. Let's look at ways to generate income in any stage of life. Let's start with bonds. Bonds are technically an IOU. You're lending money to a corporation or to a government, and that corporation or government pays you interest for a set period of time. You're right, Aaron. And bonds are considered income investments. They pay regular income. And I think it's important to clarify there's really three components of a bond. The principal, how much you invest or lend to that corporation or government. The maturity, which is the date you're expecting to get the principal back. And interest, which is the percentage of income you're going to receive based upon your principal or investment. An example of a corporate bond, Aaron, would be lending money to a company such as General Electric. And if you were to do that, there would be terms of the bond specifying the maturity date, let's say, for example, two years. And through the course of the two years, you would earn interest specified at the time of purchase of the bond. And that interest oftentimes is paid semi-annually on individual bonds. Another example might be a local municipality, a school, for example, needing to raise money for an addition. Thanks, Brad. Another form of income is dividends. When a company makes money, it can choose to pay some of those profits that it makes to its shareholders. Correct, Aaron. The company decides how much to pay, and they can change that amount. Typically, companies that pay dividends will pay them quarterly. When a company makes money, they have a few choices as to what they can do with that. They can use the profits to cover expenses. They can use profits to reinvest in the company. Or they can take some of those profits and share them with investors through dividends. When we look at different kinds of stocks, there are growth stocks that typically tend to reinvest the money they make into the company to grow that business at a fast pace. Dividends are typically paid by older, more established companies that have a steady revenue and they can afford to pay that money out on a regular basis to their shareholders. And when we talk about stocks, stocks can go up in value. 
and dividend-paying stocks can pay an income stream too. You make money with growth stocks because they go up in value, and you make money with dividend-paying stocks because they pay that income stream, but they can also rise in value too. And another investment, like real estate investments, also have the potential to increase in value and pay out an income as well. Brad, can you talk a little bit about real estate investments? Of course, Aaron. You can purchase investment property. There's really two objectives there, either to flip the property for capital appreciation and a gain, or to rent it out for monthly income, and it may appreciate in value as well. If you weren't in a position to purchase individual properties and you were willing to delegate much of the work, there's an alternative for investment property known as real estate investment trusts or REITs. And this allows you to pool money with other investors. It's professionally managed. It's a portfolio of multiple real estate properties. And important to note that there are both publicly traded and non-publicly traded REITs. Publicly traded trade on a stock exchange, much like a stock, whereas non-publicly traded REITs may not be as liquid. Brad, real estate investments can go up in value and can pay an income, and same with dividend-paying stocks, and there's a term for that. Correct, Aaron. It's the concept of total return, which just means growth plus income. You can make money from growth in the investment value the investment increasing, in addition to income from the investments which are provided through something like dividends. Right, Brad. Let's give an example of what total return is. Let's say you invest $100 and it's in an investment that's going to pay you a 5% dividend per year. So Brad, at the end of that first year, how much money have you made with a 5% dividend on that initial $100 investment? Well, that's $5, Aaron. Right. Now let's say you buy an investment that pays no dividend or income. It just goes up in value. You put in $100 and it grows 5% in value. How much money have you made after the end of that first year? Well, again, that would be $5. Right. And now let's say you invest in something that grows 3% in value and pays a 2% dividend. At the end of that first year, you've made? $5. Right. And this is the concept of total return. How you make the money, whether it's from income or from growth or from both, it's really not as important as ultimately how much you're going to make, your total return. Now, there are several considerations when you're assessing your total return because everything is taxed differently, and that's a major consideration. So, Brad, let's go into several considerations when thinking about income, and let's start with taxes. That's a great point, Aaron. Income from growth in the form of capital gains, dividends, rental income, interest, annuity payments, they can all be taxed differently. For example, short-term capital gains are taxed at your ordinary income rate, where long-term capital gains, which is defined by owning it for more than a year, and dividends typically have lower tax rates than income. As financial planners, Aaron, we have to take taxes into consideration in every financial recommendation we make. How do different investments affect the taxes you pay? And there's a lot of moving parts to this. Right, Brad. Your income affects not only your taxes, but other things as well. For the next income consideration, we want to talk about retirement income and how that affects your retirement benefits. That's right, Aaron. 
Part of your retirement benefits are based upon IRMA, which is income-related monthly adjusted amount. Medicare Part B and Part D premiums are based on income in retirement. The higher your income, the more you pay for Medicare benefits. Also, the amount of your Social Security tax is based upon your income. So if you have lower income in retirement, Social Security might not be taxed at all. Whereas if you had higher income in retirement, a larger percent of your Social Security becomes taxable. It's important to note it could be up to 85% of your Social Security benefits for those of you with higher income. Right. So everyone should do careful income planning for retirement because it affects not only the taxes you pay, but the benefits as well. Brad, our next consideration is, where is the income coming from? Correct, Aaron. Asset location is important. An asset location is nothing more than determining where the income is coming from. Are they investments in a taxable account or a tax-deferred retirement account, like a IRA or 401k? It's important to note that retirement accounts can be either traditional or Roth IRA. Traditional IRA is pre-tax versus Roth IRA is post-tax. All that means is that if you had a traditional IRA, the money that you take out is taxed at your ordinary income, and that's because you got the benefit of reducing your adjusted gross income at the time you were making contributions. Where a Roth IRA being after-tax dollars, you didn't receive the benefit when you were putting money in. It didn't reduce your adjusted gross income at the time of contributions. But as you take money out of a Roth IRA, that money comes out tax-free. Right. So do you need the tax break now and you'll pay the taxes later in retirement? Or do you not need the tax break now in exchange for no taxes when you pull the money out of a Roth IRA or 401k in retirement. And when we're talking about taxable versus tax-free distributions, there are also taxable versus tax-free income. Brad, earlier you gave the example of a school bond, and that is known as a municipal bond. So states and municipalities can offer municipal bonds that are typically federal, state, and often locally tax-free. Does it make sense to get a municipal bond that's completely tax-free or mostly tax-free? Well, really just depends on your tax bracket. Another form of tax-free income is if you have an insurance policy with a cash value, such as a whole life or universal life insurance policy, you can take a policy loan against that cash value, and that's a tax-free distribution from that policy that won't affect your income. Brad, the final major consideration is, when will you need the income? That's a great point, Aaron. Do you need the money now, next year, or decades from now? Do you need to maybe supplement current income, cover college expenses, or fund a retirement plan? When you need income and what you need it for should really determine the type of investment you're investing in and the type of account you make the investment in. So, for example, if you are planning for retirement and expecting to need funds earlier in retirement, a traditional IRA might benefit you because you can take funds out as early as 59 and a half without penalty and have the tax deferred growth along the way. Whereas if you are planning for retirement and determine that you might not need income for later on in retirement, you may consider a Roth IRA to allow you to grow that money tax-free. 
versus if you needed the money now, you'd probably choose a taxable account. There's so many considerations to think about when thinking about income, including how to generate that income and what types of investments will bring you that income. Depending on your needs, the wealth advisors at Greenup will put together a financial plan that's customized for you. And as holistic wealth managers, we have to take that plan and develop an investment strategy and a portfolio that's right for you. Income planning is a big part of the financial planning process. Right, Brad. So ultimately, who can use more income? Almost all of us. Brad, thank you for giving us this overview of ways to maximize income and the many considerations that go into income planning, whether you need it now or you need it in the future. You're welcome, and thank you, Aaron. And to our listeners, if you have family or friends who would benefit from financial information, please share the Green Up Possibilities podcast with them. For the entire team at Green Up Wealth Management, I'm Brad Tater. And I'm Aaron Kirsch. Thanks for listening. Green Up Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor, and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. 